0: Today on the Erotic Awakening Podcast, Safer Kink, Being Offensive, and Spanking Everyone. BDSM
1: and Non-Standard Relationships. Power Exchange and Polyamory. Sacred Sexuality
0: and Fetishes. As, as well as, as Simply, Simply Fun, Fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things day and Dawn at EroticAwakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening,
1: an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening, write, Now. Hi, Dawn.
0: Hi, Dan. I'm just sipping on some of this hot chocolate. Is it still hot? Oh, yes. Very nice. Very nice. Yesterday here in the central Ohio, I was riding my motorcycle outside. You were. Today, it's hot chocolate day. Exactly.
1: And then tomorrow, I think it's supposed to be 50 again.
0: Yeah. So, it's pretty crazy here, but I do have my brand new, apparently it's a Yamaha... V-Star 650 Silverado. I didn't know the Silverado was on the back. Oh. And when I say brand new, it's brand new to me. Right. And and, I actually wrote it for the first time yesterday. So how'd that go? I managed to not lay it down, and I was back safe without laying it down. So there you go.
1: Nice, nice, and no incidents, so slow and steady.
0: Today on the podcast, (laughs) we're not going to be slow and steady, but we are going to talk about... Uh, how you can be safe and still engage in sex and kink. We're going to talk about spanking everyone because you and I will be doing this shortly. But first, we're going to start with a question of the day about, uh, I don't even understand this question. It's how do I be offended? I how know do I offend you don't people? understand
1: this question. No, this is this comes from the flirting workshop that we do. And um, one of the things that I bring up, and I know you don't understand it. I know Barak and Sheba don't understand it. But when I mention it, I get a lot of head nods out of the audience. Mm -hmm. And what it is 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 sometimes I have um, issues with flirting because I have a fear of offending the other person by flirting. And I know it's a self-confidence thing.
0: So what what is a situation where you would offend me by flirting with me?
1: Uh, probably not you because you're a natural flirt, but mm-hmm. let's say bartender okay. flirting with the bartender, which is, that's probably not a good one either. Cause everybody flirts with the bartender. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what about a waiter? Okay. So flirting with the waiter, flirting with the bank teller, right? I have a fear of offending them. And the reason I say it's, um, what is that word that I just used? It has to do with confidence is because the reason I fear offending them is because of my age. Or my size, Mm -hmm. you know, great. I just got flirted with by the fat old lady, you know, or something like that, that sort of offense. So, but, but like I said, it it gets easier when I get more self-confidence, but one of the reasons people do have, um, issues with flirting is because of a lack of self-confidence, right? So fear of offending falls into that. And. I would talk to Sheba about it, and she's like, "Oh, you just do it. Don't think about what they think about it." Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of gets wrapped up in my head. I always think about what people
0: think. But that's true for any situation: flirting, asking somebody to play, asking somebody out on a date. True. You, you. The more time you spend about what if, what if they say no, mm-hmm. the worse. The more, the less likely you are to actually talk but, to them. True, but the fear of offending
1: somebody goes beyond the. If they say no, it falls into my rejection thing. Mm -hmm. Remember, that's that's one of my big triggers is rejection. And um, so fear of offending is not just they're going to say no, but they're going to go to their friends later and giggle about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, so the way that works with rejection, I don't have a fear of abandonment. Right. Right. So I know two slightly separate topics, but I don't have a fear of abandonment. I have a fear of rejection. Abandonment means somebody walks away. Mm -hmm. Rejection means they have judged you as unworthy and then walked away. Right. So there's that extra thing in there. So the fear of offending is that they've judged you unworthy as being worthy to flirt with them sort of thing. That's why I say it works in with confidence.
0: Well, I can remember twice in the lifestyle that I've offended people. By flirting? Not necessarily by flirting, but just in the life so here's the the trick to this is because we're in the lifestyle, it's not unusual if I go to a a mall and somebody's wearing a corset that Mm -hmm. pushes their boobs up. Right. It would be considered, oddly enough, rude to stare at their boobs or to say, you have a great rack. Right. Or some other way of saying it. Right. If I'm at a... Nice boobs, chick. (laughs) If I'm at a BDSM club and somebody's wearing that same corset pushing their boobs up, it's a different set of, you know, I'm allowed to and... and Probably expected to. Probably expected to say, wow, that corset really makes your tits look great or Mm -hmm. something like that, right? Right. Now, there's a way to say that to be and be creepy, even in a BDSM club. Yes. And there's a way to say it and be courteous and be uh, gracious. Gracious. And actually complimentary, right? Um, so, twice in the lifestyle I've offended people that I can recall. I'm sure I've done it more than that, but twice that I can recall. <laughs> Once during while we were presenting, I told somebody that they had great tits. And then later they had to come back to me and tell me how offensive that was. Huh. Okay. Do you remember that situation? A kind of. The second time was, it was after a class that you and I taught. I think it was the flirting class. It might have been the dirty talk class. I don't know. But I was uh, sitting next to a guy and a girl. I do remember this one. And the girl, you know, was asking me a question. And I was going to respond by demonstrating, you know, either, you know, demonstrating either the topic, whether it was flirting or, or talking dirty whatever. And I said to the guy, do you mind if I talk dirty to your girl? And she was very offended by that. She said, you know, I'm nobody's girl. If you want to talk to me, talk to me. You don't have to blah, blah, blah.
1: In other words, we were in a power exchange environment. And you assume they could have been power exchange.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. We weren't in a power exchange. We were in a power exchange friendly environment. Friendly environment, yes. yes. Um, The way that I deal with offending people on both situations is the same. Own it and apologize and don't take it. And the thing, the mistake I made the first time was I I thought that badly about that person that they would take offense by that. Mm -hmm. I said, well, who would take offense at something so, you know, like that? Right. The second time, I didn't have that. It's not important for me to judge. Oh, what who are you to take offense to that? That's mm-hmm. not necessary. They took offense. Right. So own it, be responsible and respond. Mm-hmm. Boom, done. Cool. So
1: but I don't know how to apologize for offending somebody if I offend them with flirting with them.
0: By if they admit that they are offended.
1: Oh, they're probably not gonna admit it. They're gonna go home and giggle.
0: Then it's not <laughs> your problem. I, then it's really, to me, that's not, not your problem.
1: I know. You guys are natural flirts. You don't have this issue.
0: So Totally unoffensive is the fantastic uh, octopus draped over a bent girl's ass that you received from uh, Tentacle Links um, via the Facebook. I don't know if you uh, intended to speak about that because I know how you are about tentacles. Of course you no, did. no, but
1: um, I, I mean, I love tentacles and stuff, and it's, it's, it was just very artfully done. Sometimes when live octopuses are used, it's not so artful. It's just kind of
0: squishy and icky. <laughs> oh, this is a different length than I thought. You're yeah. talking about an actual octopus. An actual octopus, oh, right? I don't I'm think, talking about that. I don't
1: think you put on there the other one. The, we
0: received the, a fantastic t- tattoo. Uh, tattoo. Uh-huh. Of an octopus over somebody's romping down their legs via the Facebook, via the Erotic waking Facebook group.
1: Right. That
0: is some badass tattoo work. It
1: was orange and blue and I mean it was just just the way it was done was amazing. And you're right, she was bent over too, so that you could see it because the tattoo covers both ass cheeks, her lower back, and her thighs. And it's just it was just amazing.
0: And then somebody oh. was telling me they were gonna do food on boobs, and I can't remember Probably 705. He's always teasing me about having fun <laughs> in Anyway. I like um, 705. So we just gave, got back from the winter wickedness where we had a great time.
1: We did. Actually, I was kind of concerned because I'm still, it's been two months, but I'm still recovering from the surgery. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure how much how much I could do, how much we could do. I knew I couldn't play, though I did get somebody to give me a massage, and um, but I knew I couldn't play hard. So I was kind of wondering how it would go. Did um, you end
0: up with two scenes anyway?
1: I did. Well, there you go. I did. So I ended up with the massage, which was awesome. Coconut oil massage. Uh, And it really wasn't a massage. It was a, it was a, uh, I don't want to say worshiping of the body, Mm -hmm. but he was very there Okay. while he was, quote, massaging me. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, he was. Trying to work out knots, even though he's not a massage therapist. so He mm-hmm. was trying to work out knots. He was making sure to stay away from the scar. He was, you know, working on my shoulders. He was stroking my face. I mean, he was just very there. So, and I really enjoyed it. And then the the second scene um, was with New Girl, and, uh, which we still haven't talked about and decided what we're calling her. Oh, well, we're calling her Kaya. Okay, Kaya. Why not? Good. Um, and um, we went back to her room. And she blindfolded me and did a lot of sensual stuff. She she drug a lot of sensual items across my body to see how I reacted to them, to see uh-huh. how they felt. I was supposed to vocalize how they felt, um, whether they turned me on or they didn't. And actually, that was really kind of weird because my whole... There's like four inches completely around my body that's numb. So some stuff I couldn't feel until it hit my belly or right. something. So So that was just just neat all in itself so yeah so two two light little
0: scenes that was cool uh winter wickedness as always was a fantastic time i had a great mm-hmm. time being the auctioneer oh yeah and we got to, to meet uh amber hawk who is a podcast listener and i was all happy that i was gonna say oh great amber hawk now you get to put your name as the person we've met most recently right and then we met Sig, also at the same right, a podcast right. listener. Have so,
1: and we met somebody else. Actually, you don't have to put them. I don't know if they're actually a podcast listener, so they wouldn't go as the last seen pod, podcast listener. But we got to meet Master Cecil. Oh, we did get to who meet, we meet interviewed. Cecil. I don't know how many episodes ago. He's from Orlando, Florida, and runs the, the Woodshed. The Woodshed. Orlando, yes. So, and we're actually going to be presenting for them. Yes, after a bit of confusion in June. Right. Yes, I know. I confused that all up. So, but uh. But a uh, nice guy. I really liked chatting with him. Absolutely. I mean, so if nothing else, I like to socialize at Winter Wickedness. I know a lot of people go to play, but I like to socialize. There's some amazing
0: people that show up at that event. Mm-hmm. So. And, oh, and then um, no, Fisher coming. No, no, no I, no. I was done. I was gonna say uh, Kaya's uh, partner mm-hmm. uh, taught me two things. Oh, so yes, that was really cool. He did. Yeah. So Pressure one of them. <laughs> Is this one? Oh wait, I don't have it yet. See, I'm worried about my. Oh, is that it? Yep, that's it right there. You're faking it. No. Okay. Ow, <laughs> that feels like you're pushing it. Feel it, Sarah. Okay. Uh, see, with the, um, the the so I just did the pressure point on your cheek, bone. your ocular bone or something. Yeah. And I'm worried about that one because I don't have a good. Uh, I don't have my my fingernails not cut. Oh, okay. And then this one between your bicep and your tricep, but I don't really know. Oh. Where that is? Yeah, you do. Okay. Oh. So, I uh, learned two new pressure points. So, thank you, uh, Kaya's partner. So, Alan,
1: that one hurts. Does it? The ocular one? Yeah. Yeah, I pressure can still feel Pressure points are like...
0: weird to me. I, know, I, I have to take a class on pressure points because I don't get how it's not just. I have a weird thing about as much as I do BDSM, I like mm-hmm. spanking and I like flogging and I like. Uh, when the dragon's tail accidentally rips open a little skin on occasion, oh, right? Yeah. I'm cool with that. So do I. <laughs> uh, but there's a level of it where the, it becomes, to me, destructive mm-hmm. to the body. Oh,
1: yeah. So for me,
0: cutting is something that you've taken the sacredness of the body and you... And now this is just my thing, right? Don't, right, right. Uh, pressure points are weird right in the middle there. How is that not destructive to the body? Right. So I'll have to learn more about that.
1: Yeah. Huh. Regardless That'd of all neat.
0: that... Uh, it was nice to have met uh, Amber Hawk and Sig at the Winter Wickedness. You could meet us as we travel around the nation, but you gotta find out where we're at. Well, you could do that by writing us at Dan and Dawn at EroticAwakening.com or by going to our
1: website which is eroticawakening.com so that's where our calendar and where we're presenting and all that type of stuff is
0: you could even call the mostly ignored voicemail at 614 414 2072 exactly
1: so but you know where we're going to be right
0: i do sure our I next so. our
1: next three things are like back to back so i'll be judging a contest in chicago mid march mm-hmm. is it i think so mid-march we'll be in chicago we'll be judging at the leather archives and museum mm-hmm. so that's gonna be fun i, lo- I love to judge um i, I used to have uh, a quandary with it but uh, not so much anymore so i really like it and um you're going with me to that so yep. we'll have a good time with that master michael and slave angie and all of them will be up there and then um the weekend after that, so we'll come home Sunday night, and then we'll leave again Thursday morning mm-hmm. to go to St. Louis, and we'll be at, what is that, Beat Me? Beat Me in St. Louis, Beat yep, me in St. fantastic Louis. event, Absolutely. where we will actually
0: be there presenting uh, alongside Barak and Sheba. Awesome, awesome, and
1: then we will come home that Sunday night and leave again Thursday night, going back to Chicago. So going to kinky college.
0: So we have some travels. So if you are in either Chicago or St. Louis, you will see us shortly. Matter of fact, uh, Sony wrote me and said, "How come you guys can't do a spanking thing in Chicago?" And I sent him the link to Crimson Moon over Ohio. They still have a chapter in Chicago. Matter good, of fact, good. You could probably find that at one of our back episodes. We we interviewed. We did Lauren interview her. It's
1: been a while ago. We were with uh, we were with Amber when we interviewed good her. Good Lord, that so, was been, a- so. That would be. Uh, within the first 100 episodes. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, yeah, at the moment, we don't have plans on traveling. At the current moment, we don't have plans on traveling with events. We're still putting our events on here and running the Columbus space, and that's taken enough time, though. It would be fun to travel at some point. We've got, I think we have two good um, events that we put together Mm -hmm. with the capability of doing more.
0: (laughs) Normally, at this point of the year, we would start (laughs) pitching the Power Exchange Summit. Yes. Uh, by the time you are listening to this podcast, uh, we are well over halfway sold out. And we were talking over dinner how easily, because we've had to go to a smaller venue because mm-hmm. of hotel issues, how easy it is to sell out Power Exchange Summit when it's a little bit smaller. Yeah. It yep. normally sells itself out anyway with the Absolutely. help of our fantastic marketing person. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's just small like that. So, by the time you're listening to this, if you want to go to Power Exchange Summit, head over to org. get your tickets now. Time is fleeting on that one. Yeah, it'll be sold out within days. We are. Oh, and you and I are actually going to present it, that one. We are. We're going to present it our I own came event. up with a really neat idea for a class. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, two classes. Right, right. Two, um,
1: yeah, they work together. You should yes. see our hands. They're like side by <laughs> side, they kind of work together. They're, um, Synergy. Well, one's for masters, Synergy, yes, yeah. but one's for masters, one's for slaves, yeah. so yeah.
0: All right, so um, other than that, we just got to really quickly, we are going to get into the old Safer Kink thing we told you about. We do have to tell you quickly that we're going to be busy this weekend coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, during the day from 1 to 4 here, if you are in the Columbus, Ohio. On Saturday. You and I will be teaching a spanking intensive that is on February the 20, 18th, February the 18th. He says, correcting himself. Awesome. Uh, from one to four, and with plenty of demonstrations and hands-on demos for people oh, yeah. that, to get involved.
1: Well, at the beginning, it'll be mostly me and you, and people get to see my new butt for the first time. <laughs> <They> <laughs> so too. We just have to take it easy on it this time around. But uh, yeah, I get to see my new butt. And uh yeah, and then at the end we'll do hands on, mm-hmm. you know. So. And
0: then later that night, Columbus, Ohio will have its first ever in a long time, not really first ever, spanking <laughs> party. So if you are new to the BDSM or new to kinky stuff in general, or you wanna make sure you're going to something that's gonna be safe and easy, this mm-hmm. spanking party is perfect. No naughty bits are even revealed. It is all about spanking. So yeah. No rope bondage, no flogging. Nope. We'll have chairs
1: and benches out, and that's it.
0: So Tanging. it'll just be about spanking. And there'll be a lot of uh, fun, interactive things that we can do to get people cool. involved and all that kind of stuff. So that'll awesome. be a great time. Head over to columbusspace.com to find out more about that. So before we get into our topic, the last thing we do have to tell you about is the fantastic um People that have subscribed to the newsletter that we never send out, but uh, there's a lot of them.
1: No, but I'm, I'm I really am getting ready to start doing this the uh, newsletter again. So cool. We've got Pug
0: Lady from Buffalo, New York, and George from Massachusetts, Winday from Ohio, Dragon Koi from Utah, Lisa from Illinois, and Rachel from Southern California. So that nice. tells you how long it's been since we have been doing the newsletters. There's that many people have joined lately.
1: So, indeed, indeed. So, moving on
0: to our topic, eh?
1: Yes. I'm watching you play with the notes. And I'm like, (laughs) don't delete that. Don't delete that. So, uh,
0: (laughs) recently we had someone write us in, and specifically it was P.K. Knott's from The Fet Life, I think, Mm -hmm. wrote us in and says that uh, wifey and I have lately been uh, thinking about dipping our toes into the BDSM stuff. And working our way, exploring our limits. We're both into shibari. Sorry, I can't help you with that. Uh, and we like to party in sex-positive open environments that lead necessarily to other things. Risk, of course, is a topic that gets hammered over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, in these situations, when it comes to safe sex and staying clean and healthy, what do you recommend? Uh, and I, was, uh, I, was, I responded by saying, yeah, we'll do that one day. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of people respond to the topic, saying they were interested in that. Yeah, so said, that they well, were sitting back and watching,
1: day. and yeah, and things like that. And you know, actually, um, safety in the BDSM world and the sex world um, is a is a topic close close to my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think about it a lot. And actually, before when I was with the ex husband and wanting to spice things up, mm-hmm. I was looking at the swinger world and looking at the BDSM world, and actually. Went towards the BDSM world because it was easier to be safe. Yep. So, especially when it comes to STIs, STDs, whatever you want to call them. So, um, it, it's from my research, it was easier to stay healthy in a
0: BDSM environment than a sex environment. And, which is bizarre. Which is bizarre. Because one of those environments allows flesh hooks. Mm-hmm. And it ain't the swingers.
1: Exactly. So, but... What I found in the swinging environment was, is that so many people had so many different rules as to what was safe.
0: Mm-hmm. So, therefore... well, now, Hold on, hold on. Now, okay. Don't lose your thread. Okay. I want to start off by saying, are we even qualified to talk about this? After 18 years well, of being in both environments? How, so yeah. We've been, um, yeah. We've been doing this for 18 years, apparently. Right. That seems like a long time. And
1: that's swinging BDSM and poly.
0: How many times have you been to the hospital as a result of a BDSM accident? Hospital? Yes. None? Or had to go to your doctor and say, Ooh, this, is this something as a result of a BDSM scene?
1: Not as a result of a BDSM scene, but that is how I came out to my doctor because I was there for something else and had to show her <laughs>
0: bruises from a BDSM and there's M- one, scene. Just to, to throw this on the side, as we talk about safety and health, one of the things that we do recommend you do is come out to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because... If you show up with bruises and you try to minimize or not suggest to your doctor where they came from, it may well be your doctor is forced to take actions like maybe thinks you're abused. Right, right. So So, uh, 18 years, BDSM, never been to the the old doctor. You ever have a Mm -mm. drip? Hmm? Uh, uh, Venereal disease? No. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell is that? Drip, drip. (laughs) (laughs) No. Ever had your heart broken? Well, that's a different safety issue. That's a issue. different safety
1: issue. Oh, okay. right. you we made don't me think on that. that one. So So we've been very fortunate that we have uh, And we've attended a lot of classes too. So absolutely. with all the events that we've gone yeah. to.
0: So we have not had any big issues. Um, the last knock B- on wood. The, the last BDSM accident I can recall was when the space opened. hmm Somebody climbed up on a Device Um, that was intended for rope rope rigging, and they were playing monkey bars on it. Yes. Which is not the intended use of that furniture. Over a cement floor. And they fell. And they hurt themselves. Yes. Five minutes into our inaugural It wasn't
1: even a party yet.
0: Right. So, um, now, certainly we know of, we've had some things happen. Yes. You know, we've had floggers raft. We've had the
1: nipple clamps get stuck in the rope flogger. Mm -hmm. And not know it until I was struck. Sure. (laughs) You know, things like that.
0: Splinters. Mm -hmm. uh, Wraps that cut skin. Yeah. I don't think we've had any swinger-related incidents. More confusion than incidents. So let's talk about some of that safer sex. So uh, starting with, you were saying something about in Swingland.
1: Right. So in Swingland, what I found is confusion. Right. So um, for us in our poly pod and our poly agreements is, is that because of the way some STIs can be transmitted, which is not always by fluid, um, but mostly we cover everything. So, right. We use barriers for
0: everything. Well, that's, no, that's not true. That's not true. No, you use you don't use gloves when you're fingered.
1: Now, that is true. That is true. We don't use gloves, but we do use condoms and we do use dental dams.
0: Yes. So we use. So here's where to get to the point. We use oral protection. Oral protection for oral protection for oral and intercourse. Yeah. So now when you go to the swing club, everybody will say yes. We use condoms. I mean right. that's, that's common. Well, and but it's condoms for intercourse. intercourse. Oral right. protection is considered a little weird. It's rare. I mean, when I went to the swing
1: club in Indianapolis, I went with a friend. And, um, you know, and I was talking and I thought I was very clear to the guy and I said, I use it for everything. And we get up there and he's like, Ooh, can I eat you out? I'm like, Oh, you have dental dams. He's like, no, why would I have dental dams? I'm like, I use protection for everything. What you can transmit by intercourse, you can transmit orally. It's fluids. Right. And, um, he's like, Oh, so if I have a condom, I can fuck you, but I can't eat you. And I said, yes. <laughs> and basically, that was it. So, you know, and I find that um, people do. They find it very weird that I would want to use a condom if I'm going to give somebody a
0: blowjob. Now, we ha- I will caveat that we are not medical professionals, and we are not telling you the truth. We are telling you our perceptions. And what we've been told in workshops. And what we've been told and what we believe. But plenty of people go to swing clubs and don't use oral protection. Which
1: means... I, yeah. I. the way it is. That's the way it is. So, but yeah, if someone's just dipped into a pussy that might be infected and then want me to give them a blowjob, you know. <laughs> you know, and and I don't I don't know. It, it's I'm not judging here. I'm just saying what I'm willing to do for my safety.
0: Mhm. Right? No, no, no. I think that the point that I want to make clear though is that we don't we're it's just that If somebody wanted to argue that Mm -hmm. you cannot transmit an STI via oral, Mm -hmm. then go feel free to argue that. But when you're not going to argue it with us, right? right? Go talk to your medical professional and make your own best choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's always what it comes down to, right? Whether we use—I think at the beginning we were uh, a little more friendly to you and I were gloves, um, yeah—and some BDSM environments. People use gloves a lot more often Mm -hmm. than they. Oh, absolutely! Uh, It's it's starting to get a little more rare that we're seeing. Matter of fact, it's gotten a lot more rare that we're seeing gloves.
1: Yeah, so which is
0: weird because people are. It's nothing has changed.
1: Right, nothing's changed, and um, but I do find I'm very careful. If I finger someone Mm -hmm. right without gloves, and I finger someone, that hand will never come near my genitals or my face. I Ever? keep No, I keep that hand separate until I wash. Oh, until you wash it. Until I wash. So soap and water, you know, or um, uh, instant hand sanitizer mm-hmm. or things mm-hmm. like that. I just, I, I won't do it. And I'm very cognizant of, of what I do. Sure. So um, until I become fluid bonded with that person, right? Just- we do have a couple in our polypod that are fluid bonded. And that only happens after testing,
0: so one of the ways that you can keep uh, your reality safe is the idea that um, people that you share fluids with, we call that fluid bonded. That mm-hmm. says we've decided that between us we are no longer now. Don, you and I are fluid bonded, yes. and most people that are in a monogamous relationship, I assume, are fluid bonded. Right? Mm-hmm. The idea that once you're married, you've been married for a while, if pregnancy's not the issue, there's no reason to use uh, condoms anymore. Right. That's What we would call Mm fluid-bonded, right? So in the case of you and me and Big D, you and Big D no longer use protection, so you and Big D are fluid-bonded, and therefore me and Big D are fluid-bonded. And as we were talking about earlier, me and Big D's wife, by default, are now fluid-bonded. Right. So that does increase our overall level of risk,
1: no doubt about it. Yes, you have to trust, you have to have a lot of trust in that other individual so, you know, before becoming fluid-bonded, in, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't and take that lightly.
0: And that's where we get into this idea of consensual risk. And um, uh, what's rack stand for? Risk-aware risk, consensual kink. kink right. right. Um, so that you are aware and, and making decisions. Now, we've decided to add to our fluid-bonded pool Mm -hmm. Um, because you and Karen are fluent bonded as well right Mm -hmm. and that just allows it's it's just a choice right it's you're not going to get involved in BDSM or swinging or polyamory and have the same level of risk as a uh, monogamous relationship where nobody cheats right now there could be an argument perhaps that in a relationship where you're openly having these conversations, there's no reason for anyone to cheat. So you know whose fluids you're sharing with.
1: Very true. But I have had someone cheat on me in Absolutely. a poly relationship.
0: Yeah. So. so it's not saying that it won't happen. Right. Um, so the, the, the important part is to, to recognize you are going to increase your risk the more stuff you do. From a With BDSM? The yep. Then the more people. From the BDSM perspective. Now, even if I go monogamous, but you're engaged in BDSM, that too is a risky sport. Yes. Think of it like um, skydiving or motorcycling, mm-hmm. right? You can take precautions to make it as safe as possible. But there will never be a point where me riding my motorcycle, whether I wear my chaps and my leather jacket and my nice expensive helmet and my gloves and my Kevlar pantsies... Uh, whatever I do and my boots, um, still it is more risky than if I rode a bicycle Mm -hmm. and that's just a choice that we make. I'm going to ride a motorcycle. I accept that level of risk. We get involved in BDSM. We accept that level of risk. Spanking, not so risky. Spanking with a paddle, a little bit more risky. Mm -hmm. Spanking with a paddle and never taking a class on spanking. So, you know what you're looking for. A little more risky. Right. Um, Busting out piercing. Now it's a new level of risk.
1: Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of, uh, I don't know about hidden risk with BDSM, but things that you might not have thought of. When, um, if I, let's say rope, shibari. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If someone wants to bind me up with shibari and then take some rope and put it through my crotch, I want a separate piece of rope. I want a small piece of rope that will be given to me afterwards or trashed afterwards. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be part of the 40 foot length because I don't know who else they've used that on. And if they have washed it on right. And now I've got a toy piece of rope right in my fluids (laughs) and it could have been in somebody else's fluids. So little things like that. I think about that too. I'm very, very careful when it comes to, Where fluids go. I want to live a long time and there's some stuff out there that I don't want to contract and I still want to have fun. So I think of those things. Um, If uh, I try to bring my own toy sometimes, if I'm wanting to use insertables. I don't want to use anybody else's insertables. (laughs) Um, We just learned something in the strap-on class, me and Kaya. (laughs) And that is um, with the strap-on class, if the person wearing the strap-on wears bicycle shorts under it, that will actually keep a lot of skin-to-skin contact where there could be herpes or whatever. And um, the fluids are more contained
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: bicycle shorts. So <laughs> so that's an idea as well. I may mean, have to go buy a pair of bicycle shorts myself. Um, <laughs> you know, things like that. People think about this stuff. Uh, how to clean leather, right? There's lots of classes on how to clean leather so that if you're using it from person to person, you know, the... The incident rate of that is very small, but it's still a risk. So, you know, anything like that. There's ways of cleaning your toys, ways of cleaning your knives, ways of cleaning all kinds of BDSM implements, and it's still safe.
0: It sounds like you're recommending we don't get involved in BDSM or or kinky sex at all. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh no! I think just look at your risk and figure out what you're willing to risk.
0: How did you get? How did you, with this much risk awareness, right? This much paranoia. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna call it paranoia. Okay. Why did you even? Why? How did you make the leap from, oh my god, I don't want to catch a disease that I'm gonna carry for the rest of my life, into let's go to a swing club and get fucked.
1: Well, it's different. Swing club and BDSM were different choices to me. BDSM was much safer, right? When I first started. Pants stayed on. You know? You can whip somebody's back or whatever and have a very low level of risk. So, especially for STIs.
0: Sure, for STIs. Okay. Yeah. I I think that the idea that whipping low risk is a dumb sentence.
1: Well, my risk that I'm thinking (laughs) about is STIs. Right. I was more scared of STIs than having my skin ripped open. As long as they didn't touch my blood.
0: So are we talking... But go back to my actual question. Mm -hmm. How did you actually end up going to a swing club if you're this risk averse?
1: Because I still wanted to have fun. I was just very upfront with what I was allowed to happen and not to happen. It's like um, the swing club I went to that the guy said he wanted to go down on me. Right. And that's what we negotiated. And then we get in there, and he does, and then he wants me to give him a blowjob. And I'm like, not going to happen. That's not what we discussed. That's not what we agreed to. So I'm very good about sticking to my guns about what risk I'm willing to take. So, I mean, there's things you can do without having to go all
0: bareback. It's, it's fascinating to me that at whatever, 18 years we've been together, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't, we're not in sync on this. Really? Yeah, what because, part? because what I'm hearing you say is don't get involved in all this stuff. It's too risky. Where my view is, sure, it's risky, but fuck it. You get involved anyway. Don't do things. Recognize the level of risk for this is X. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to accept level that level or not? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, go for it. If the answer is no, then don't do it. Right? I don't. I, I feel like BDSM is far more risky than swinging. Really? Absolutely. Have you seen some of the people out there?
1: I have, but you know, some of the diseases that you can get from swinging are life-ending,
0: aren't they? Sure, and so is strangulation. Well, so
1: is strangulation, yeah. Think of bondage.
0: So bondage nexus. Right. I did not even know this was a possibility. He lost feeling in his arm for six months due to some rope work gone wrong. Remember that? The nerve damage. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't. This is the difference to me of why BDSM is more dangerous. I know what the swinging world has out there for me. Yeah. I know what the STIs are to look for. I may not be completely medical, but fucking shabari can knock out your muscles for six months. Yeah. Who the fuck thought about that?
1: Yeah. But that's why I don't do rigging. I mean, I study this stuff and I learn this stuff, and I'm I'm willing to do some things and not others. You know, and then I only
0: play with people that I trust. But that's not uh, in BDSM world they're talking about. Yeah. Okay, okay. So. Here's here's where the difference is. I'm lumping it into one thing. You're lumping it. I'm
1: lumping it into two things.
0: I've always seen it as two separate
1: things. So, you know, one is... Oh, I don't even know how my head separates them. But that's how I started out looking at them. Which community do I want to get involved in, Mm -hmm. you know, when I start to spice things up, which is how I got started into it. And it was looking at the risk factors. I was more willing to put up with the risk of bruises and cuts and impact and that type of thing than an STI. Maybe it's because of the stigma behind it maybe it's because of whatever, i don't know. i was more willing to do one than the other. i do both now. right. but yeah, i'm not saying don't do it. i'm
0: like saying think, you know, and be aware of the risk. to me, the advantages in the bdsm side of the street are you can constantly be educated. Mm-hmm, if you that's want to do true. one of the more risky things in my mind is uh piercings, not because it's risky to be pierced, but you are now Engaging in blood play in blood. and blood is absolutely a way you can transfer just about any nasty bug you can think of. Mm-hmm. But there's tons of classes on here's the way to do. And and if you if you're um, going to do a piercing scene at any BDSM dungeon that's worth its salt. You go up and say, "I'm going to do a piercing scene if they let you do that." They, they don't let us do that in Franklin County, where the Columbus Space is. But if everywhere else, they say, "Oh, here's your sharps container for your broke for your used needles." Right. Right. Here's a tarp. Here's where the gloves are. All that kind of stuff. Um, where in swingers land, there's very there's no education, and and maybe people can point out, "Oh, you forgot about this and that." But in general. STI education in Swing Lane is considered a turnoff, off right. and not really what right. the Swinger community...
1: I was actually at a swing club in the last year. I don't remember when, but it was a smaller one, and like they didn't even have condoms for sale. For sale? They weren't even available wow. for sale. Right. Was it a cheapy, crappy little swing club, or just... Yeah, you can think which one. So...
0: It's not that little house. With grandma's picture. Oh
1: no, God no! That was years and years ago. Yeah. So, but that would have been like that too. That Is it the of fancy party. one? Town? Huh. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, it's
0: out of town. Right. Okay, yeah, it's out of here.
1: town. But, wow! Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. Those weren't even for sale. So you know, and it's um, I don't know. I just I love both communities, all three communities: Polly, swing, BDSM. I get my kink on out of mm-hmm. all of them, but um. It's still amazing to me when um, I totally lost my train of thought. Totally lost my train of thought. But, um, shit, it was about condoms and, nope, it's gone. Okay, well, we should wrap up then. If you've run out of words. No, it was important, too. No, no, you've run out of words. No, no. Oh, no. I will say this. Oh, got it. Okay. Cause the picture popped into my <laughs> head. That's my problem is cause I'm working with pictures in my head and then trying to put words to it. But, um, went to this, this one swing club where they didn't have condoms. And, um, I was going to ask a stranger to fuck me that night. And I asked him and he said, sure. And I said, you have to have condoms. And he goes, Oh, I don't have one. And, and I'm like, okay, who goes to a swing club without right. condom You know, that sort of thing. So it's just all right. That's how I figured out that place didn't have condoms for sale. Uh. So it's because he went to go look for one. And Did he have to jerk off on your back?
0: No, no, no. He did watch though. Oh, he did watch with somebody else. Uh, you know, for me, just to, to summarize this thing, uh, again, you and I are not experts in the field, but we've no. been very fortunate so far. We haven't had any big, we've had a few close calls here and there. I did a, Play piercing scene with somebody where I accidentally pierced through them into my finger, you know things yeah. like that. There's close calls.
1: That person we were fluid bonded with at the time, though, right? Wasn't that Chicago?
0: It was Chicago, and I believe you are correct. Yeah.
1: Still, I'm pretty sure, but still, that's not what yeah. you want to do. Um, you have put your hands around my throat without, with not even with the intent of knocking me out. Yes, and <laughs> and knocked me out and dropped me. Yep. Um, I'm just thinking of little things. Uh, The girl that we had tied up, she was standing up and tied with her wrist in the air. Mm -hmm. Remember in that basement party? Yep, yep, yep. And um, she wanted to try needle play for the first time. And all you were going to do was put a single needle into her boob while her hands were up over her head tied to the rafter. You put that needle in and she passed out like that. Yep. And now we have... Uh, she was she was a large girl, too. So now we have a large girl hanging by her wrist from the rafters. <laughs> past. Well,
0: and you got sick once, once I had you all tied up. Oh, you yeah. Had With the, the karate belt. And I yeah. had
1: the flu and didn't know it and got totally lightheaded. And... The,
0: the point of it being, though... When, you know, I would hate for people that are new to the lifestyle, getting started to this, go, oh, my God, I guess I just won't bother. It's too, no, too it's, dangerous.
1: We've been doing it for 18 years, though.
0: <laughs> and, not, and, and again, you, you roll back to this idea of riding a motorcycle. Um It is going to be increased to your level of risk in your life. Mm-hmm. But do you want to get to the end of your life sitting there thinking, well, I made it through safely and now I get to... You know, what? Right. We right. all end up as worm food at the end. Right. Might as well make the life an adventure along the way.
1: And I think that's where we're coming at this differently. You're saying evaluate the risk and do it anyway with what you're comfortable with. Right. And I'm saying do what you're comfortable with, take precautions. So.
0: Yeah, it's a slightly different perspective.
1: Mm hmm. So. Um, cool. Mine may just come across a little more harsh. It does. Because I want people to, to take precautions. I want to make sure
0: you still want to go to the swing club with me.
1: Absolutely. All right. So,
0: Our end music is provided by Pocky. Love you, honey. Love you, too. Here it is Valentine's Day. And I know, this-
1: and you're judging me. You're judging me. How am I judging you? I
0: don't know. I'm just trying to <laughs> defend myself. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. You're currently listening to a song called Win. The official
1: EH Water is The Cage, Der Domcher, and DJ in Austin. The person we've seen most recently is Amber Hawk and Sig. The current sender of tentacles is Aaron from Facebook.
0: That's who sent in that tentacle. Oh, belt. yeah, yeah. The provider of graphic novels is, oh, you know what? I'm going to say Johnny Jackhammer today. Okay. But we have a new provider starting next week. We do? You'll see. Ooh,
1: okay. Oh, you know what, though? We need to get up with Johnny Jackhammer. We're going to be up in
0: Chicago. this area yeah, twice. Chicago, absolutely. Yep. And then we'll do some uh, Chinese over at the Golden Elephant.
1: Yay! And the official food that goes on boobs is provided by Satine. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.